If you want to start a podcast, Spotify's got the platform that lets you make one smoothly, then distributes it everywhere, giving you the ability to even earn money all in one place, and it's called Spotify for Podcasters. They even let you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today, and best of all, it's totally free with zero catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, uploading, scheduling, and sharing on the road has been extremely easy. So if you've been thinking about starting one, give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. I have videos of you hiking down clay mud stairs like with mud up to your knees. It was, and, and the thing is, is like, this hike was one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Connected Through Spirit. I am so stoked to be on this episode today with my good friend, Samantha Dunka. She is a yogi, a mother, a wonderful friend and travel partner for me. Um, today we're going to share a little bit about, well, a lot about a two week trip that we immersed ourselves in. Thank you to Samantha for thinking of me and trusting me in, in this trip and organizing this. And then we got to really connect and get to be like family by the end of the trip. We really got to see each other and everyday lives and sleeping together and hiking and doing all the things. So on this episode, we are going to share that experience with you guys so you could have a little deep dive in the things that came through and some reflections. So Sam, thank you so much for joining us and for being here with me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today because this trip is so close to my heart and will like forever be with me. So I love that we get to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Okay. So let's just get into the intention for this trip and how it began for you. Why were you called to do this in the first place? Yeah. So I knew that like I was a deep change and transformation was like brewing and like rooting in, in me, like for sure. And I had planned a trip, a longer trip, um, to go somewhere else, and it it didn't work out. And realistically, um, we had been just chatting and connecting on different things, like the Guatemala trip that we have coming up. And I was like, dude, what if I just come to Colombia? (laughs) It literally was that. And, um, And you had just launched your website, and I see you. I see so much in you what you're doing is going to be wonderful, no matter like what it is. I really think that. So I wanted to support that. And honestly, I love travel. I have a a cultural anthropology major from college and my, you know, like, this is what I want to do. I want to live everywhere. (laughs) Um, But really, I know that like travel, it, it makes you grow and international travel, especially expands you in ways that you can never predict. You know, mm. you learn a new culture and everything is new all around you and, and you're aware in every moment. And so it brings you present in yourself and, and it's, yeah. So like, I trust, why did I trust you with this? Like, I know I, we've done a trip together before. I know your diligence. I know your heart. I know your intentions. And I know that you see me. So like, not only was I able to, you know, hire you and support your business and plan and, and have us 
both plan this trip together because I, there was a lot of um, what I wanted involved, which is so important, you know, in, in yeah. that world, it, it had to be that. But like, you're my sister in the end of the day, like, and to be able to share all of that with you, I knew that you were there as my guide in Colombia, as my, as my translator, as my teacher, mm -hmm. As my like, dude, what are we doing right now? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but like, I was also there to hold space for you at any time, at any moment. And I am there at, for the rest of our lives, girl. We, I'm always <laughs> there for you <laughs> to hold space for you as well. So like there was a deeper meaning in this trip as well. And I just, I knew I needed to be moved and I knew it was going to move me. So, yeah. And it did. So <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. And it lives on. And yeah, I think something that was really important for me was to like understand, you know, your intention. And when you shared, we, we connected on a call uh, before anything was like planned. Um, I just wanted to know a little bit about like where your heart was and, and what what where you were, you know, before this trip and it was really special for me to be trusted with that information and to just get to know where you were at you know and what you were feeling so I could know out of all the things that we could do in Colombia what what are the things that we're going to do because it was a it was a two-week trip that you know incorporated so many different things so that was so important for me was to be involved in what you had going on so that way I could better assist you as well in in planning it and then go from there telling me okay I do want this okay no I don't want this and then altering it until the final product was done and then it was like okay we're doing this and it it was perfect it was the perfect timeline it couldn't have been more perfect like we had our we had like four days for like our it was like four by four <laughs> and um yeah yeah, and like honestly, my my intention with the guidelines was like, okay, I gave you, I wanted real culture. I mm. wanted to feel I was feeling into what it meant to be there on the land in Colombia, on the earth with the people, and you definitely found that for us <laughs> in the in the <laughs> hike to Ciudad Perdida. And I definitely wanted beach. Who doesn't want beach on their vacation? You know what I'm saying? Like, so we needed beach. It was a little interesting on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we still had, we, I mean, it was magical. Those four days were magical um, where the ocean meets the mountains, right? And like, I wanted pure relaxation. I wanted space to really process and like be in myself. I really needed that. And like, as you said, we spoke beforehand and I was just like, uh, I was overwhelmed and I just needed to really just whew. Mm. So the itinerary to give you guys a, an idea of like what was incorporated in this two week trip. Uh, so we we she flew into Medellin, which is where I live primarily, flew into the city just for a day, um, get all your, you know, get all our stuff like ready to go. And then we were on a flight to Santa Marta over to the beach area. A lot happened within those like four days. After that, we went and did a four day hike to Ciudad Perdida, uh, which is the lost city. Um, there were so many codes within that within just that time frame right and oh. we're gonna get into it and I'm so excited to dive into that specifically because I think it's important for us to share 
then from there we we went to Pereira. Uh, Pereira is a little bit more in the mountains. It's a little bit more in the center of Colombia. And what we did there was go to the the hot springs, to the thermal springs. And so we had like you know just a spa weekend, pretty much uh, the two of us. And and we were immersed in the mountains and in the hot springs and. Uh, we spent Thanksgiving there <laughs> without even planning it. It was just so perfect. Like the, I'm telling you, like the timeline of everything was exactly, you know, meant to be. And we didn't doubt it for a second, but it's still it still amazed us as we were going through it, because a lot of it wasn't planned. You know, like you got to leave space for like spirit to come in and to just like work the magic. And so I think we were we did really well in, in, in incorporating like plan and structure and free flow. So after um, doing Pereira and being in, we were specifically in Santa Rosa de Cabal. So from there, we flew back into Medellin to kind of come full circle and for Sam to also experience like the art and the culture within the city. And we we stayed right so, in the center of Poblado. And, and that's where the trip ended. So I'm so excited to dive right in to these spaces and all the things that came through. Also, Sam and I are some big writers like we love to journal we love to we love to take that time and to document so for me it was really special to just like finish our nights together in bed and we would you know there's not a lot of people I know we mentioned this there's not a lot of people that can sit in bed with you and be in silence and write and that was so filling for me that was like one of the most special parts of the trip for me um because not only was that special that we sh were able to share that kindness and respect with each other, um, but also it helped us deeply reflect as we went, which empowered the trip so much more. Yeah. And then we're able to share on it and double back and almost like re-experience each other's version mm. of what was happening. And it's like, ah. Oh, for anybody listening, I encourage you to write, especially when you're traveling, like find the time to even, you know, you might not be able or have the space within yourself to do it like every single day. But if you can find the time to do it, because there's going to be reflections and things that memories can't, I mean, that that photos can't capture, you know, the feelings like end up fading out. So so we have to be able to document these things and to keep it in paper and to reflect on it. And if there's more people around you that are able to hold that space and to actually dive in together like that, it's so much more expansive. I wanted to say one thing about Go your ahead. itinerary that I was really yeah. grateful for that I know it was like planned, but not, you couldn't expect how it was going to work out this way. And it was like the four the four days at the beach were grounding they were grounding in it was like appreciating nature it was it was smooth and relaxing and it was and and also there was like points where i was like pushed out of my comfort mm. zone like riding the motorcycles with no helmets on <laughs> which i had such a blast <laughs> by the end i was like one-handed on that thing but yeah it I was you it. were like i'll carry the bags i was like how is she gonna do this 
but you know, there was, it was a lot of grounding there and it was me getting like my feet on the ground in Colombia, you know, and mm. then the, the jungle was, oh my God, the jungle was so much, but like in one word, in the whole vibe of it, it was the exertion. It was mm. the work. It was the learning. It was the deep, deep stuff, you know, and it like we exerted our bodies to the max. And that's like, I needed that you you need that to move your energy sometimes and then like when you make it there and you like make it to the top and that feeling of just i don't know lots of feelings um but you know pride and accomplishment and what you've done and like just proof in who you are you mm -hmm. know and mm -hmm. um and then and then it the roller coaster kind of rolled to like rest and then we were able to Got a little, little cold, little head cold, had to stop at the pharmacy. That was such an interesting experience at the pharmacy. I was like, give me everything. <laughs> I want all the vitamins, all the antibiotics, all the, all the things. He's like, this will definitely work. <laughs> it was like 20 bucks for everything. Um, but then we were able to rest and really, really restore. Oh, just like so magical in the, in the thermal pools. And then, and then we got to go to the city and celebrate and like move around and shop a little bit and like eat and uh it was it really was such a good like that oh like the Colombian roller coaster when they tell you when you're hiking they're like we're gonna go straight <laughs> yeah yeah and it's up and down up and down up and down but it's also if you think about it and this is actually something that uh Chas and I have been talking about recently which is like if you want to give someone an experience if you want to if you want to give someone a deep experience, you got to mimic the heartbeat and, and you gotta, you gotta have the uppers and the downers and the uppers and the downers and the uppers and the downers. It has to be a journey, which is, it's going to reconnect them back to their, to their main heartbeat. And without even, you know, realizing what I was doing, you know, I, but I automatically knew like, based on what you were telling me, I knew, okay, I know the perfect hike to do because this is something that I wanted to do before and I didn't know that it was a four-day hike so I was like we got to do it now this you know <laughs> and then restore and then back into the city and boom 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 it was like without even realizing we were mimicking the heartbeat of of like the senses and the excitement and the rest so yeah girl so that's good. pure gold <laughs> mm -hmm. mimic the heartbeat I love that that's Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm, you're welcome. We can begin at the begin at the beginning. Yes. So really the first day just you got to meet my father. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he made me breakfast. <laughs> it was really good breakfast. Oh. And he's so sweet. He's so giving. Um, so you got, you got to just kind of like connect with him and, and see my home because we were going to be flying out the next day. So I was actually packing last minute because I don't know what the heck I was doing, but I, I had, I still had to pack and stuff. So, um, yeah, the first day was really just that. And then we dove right into Santa Marta the next day. So yeah, we flew out first thing in the morning. So we arrived in Santa Marta, what, like 10 AM or something. We had the whole day ahead of us. The hour ride across Tayrona National Park. It's like one road that brings you across like the whole peninsula. It's like what you said it's um or it's the most northern point in South America. So that was really cool. 
Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the taxi driver. So, you know, what's really cool about I love revisiting the places that I've been to. I, I feel like I notice that if anything, I visit the places that I've been to more uh, because I want to make those long lasting connections. And like you get to build on the relationships that you met at the like the first time around. It's so important. It's so important to do that and like to really find the the ins and outs of things, mm-hmm. you know, and and realistically, I was just talking about this about like yoga literally this morning because last night I led a really challenging class and one of my students was like, damn girl, you like really gave it to us today. And today I hit him up and I was like, hey, if you're free for lunchtime yoga, like we should do that flow again because this time it's gonna be a lot smoother. I know it was really challenging last night. It was challenging for me too. But like the second time around, we're gonna know Mm -hmm. the ins and outs. It's gonna be a lot smoother. And definitely felt really good supporting. Like when we shopped around Palomino and that woman and her art like really spoke to me. Um, Just like, it it does feel really nice. Well, before we go there, I just wanna say the trip starts before you travel. You know, and it really starts with that decision to, to move and be moved. I think that, um, I think it's just important to say and to state that because it's so important to understand what travel can mean for you. Like, it doesn't just have to be like a frivolous vacation, you know, like there's, I don't know, it's a different, a different perspective, I guess, because the no, thing you're right. in like the Costeño school and you get lit up in such a way, like just meeting Carlos and Mafi and like, like literally hiking up that little mountain. Okay, I was scared on the motorcycles that day. And then we hiked up the little mountain and my heart was pounding and I was so excited. And then there was flowers everywhere. And I I was like, I couldn't even like hike because there was so many flowers. And then we met them and like, just can you just draw on the feeling in your heart in that moment, like when we were in that school walking around and just everything we wanted to just do. We were like, just give us a job. Like our hands are right here for you to tell us how to help. And like that feeling is, is why travel is so amazing. And like connecting with people is so amazing. Yeah. And leaving, like you said, leaving space for free flow. And, you know, because that's the truth is like, things aren't going to go exactly how you plan it. And, and having a positive mindset, having an open heart and an open mind and being able to like, work around that is so important and it gives you space to work past your fears like let's tap into real quick the you know when we were leaving this school we were coming down the the mountain we were getting ready to to meet our 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 motor uh bike people and we had drank this this tea this mate tea and we had also shared a a J. So, um, you know, when we were coming down, I look back and, and I'm like rushing down, you know, because I'm like, okay, we gotta do, they're waiting for us, boom, boom, boom. And then I turn around and I can feel Sam's energy and it's just like, it's not quite there. And and I take I take a moment and I'm like, what are you feeling? And she's like, I do not feel 100% right now. Like, Yeah, like my yeah. heart was pounding so bad because that tea like was really intense for me. Yeah. Um, I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> but you yeah. did grab me. I can picture you in that moment. You were a couple of steps below me. I think I took a picture of you there. You did. <laughs> you were so cute. 
it did feel better. And then on the way back, I, I got on the motorbike and it like disappeared. Mm. And we started going and the wind was in my hair and I just let it all go. But without that, without taking the time initially to like ground and to face your feelings, right? Like how, how are we able to let go if we don't actually face it in the, in the beginning? Right. And like, I remember saying to you, listen, these people live here. They know these roads, like the back of their hand. We, we got here safely. Look at everything that just happened in the school. Everything went so smoothly. Everything happened exactly as it was meant to. I was like, feel the earth beneath your feet. Look at this beautiful place that Uh, we're surrounded by. Just look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Just look at it. Feel it. How does it make you feel? And know that you are supported. That was one of the first views in all of Colombia. It was so beautiful. So it was like tapping into that grounding of like, oh yeah, I am held. I am, I am seen and everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Trust it, trust it, trust it. And, you know, after we took a few minutes, went back down. And like you said, you were able to get on this motorcycle and let it all go. And I, I have a video of you on this motorcycle and it was so beautiful. Like you could, it's like the energy and like, we have to be able see through the veil, right? Like see through the energy of like what's going on and, and seeing you in that state, you know, at the top of the the hill and then seeing you free on that motorcycle was like such a difference in energy. And it was like, this is what's possible when we're, <laughs> in, when we allow ourselves to push past the fear, but, but something that I wrote in my journal, I remember writing it was like in order to push past the fear, we have to be receptive to the solutions. We mm. have to be willing to want those solutions. If you don't want it, it's not gonna it's not gonna come through. It has to be a motivated cognitive choice that you're making to push past and see through the veil. And like, oh, I love that you said that because I can see I can see the energy in that moment and I can feel it. And like, I picture me on the motorcycle with like rainbow aura, like (laughs) trailing behind. (laughs) Honestly, so beautiful. Such a beautiful day that was, you know, I always, I like to like point out too that Bohemia was a great place to stay. Um, We stayed in like this little teepee and it was, it was basically outside. We were glamping a little bit, but. um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was adorable and comfortable and the people there were really nice and um yeah, it was really nice. I liked it there. The food was good. Like we had our food available to us all meals and um everything was really affordable, you know? So this trip mm-hmm. also was like it was great because um the the exchange rate, you know, that yeah. helped. Yeah, definitely. Big shout out to Bohemia Beach Hostel. It's it's really cool because uh, when you when you drive into this specific area, it's kind of like a private road because the the road is is pretty much owned by all these hostels that are in the area. So in order to get there, you need to like have you know your reservation and and you have to get in through preferably motorcycle because. It's, there's so much mud and bumps and you know you're in the jungle I mean I mean you're in the jungle and you're at the beach like there's sand plus everything swamp. else yeah so so it's really cool because you have these multiple every couple like you know 
uh, like sections, there's a new hostel and you can walk from the beach to different hostels. Um, there's different parties that go on if you are like interested in that. Um, and they each offer like a, a different variety of things, but it's all along the same idea of like this glamping and you get to meet locals who work there and foreigners who are traveling through and volunteers who are also working in the um, hostel that are either local or foreigners. So it was really cool. We got a huge like diversity of people you know after the first couple of days is kind of like you're settling in and you're kind of seeing who you connect with and and all of that and we were able to connect with not just foreigners that were traveling through but we were able to make friends with one of the DJs like he became a good friend yeah. one of the volunteers who was doing our who braided one of our dreads <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know you all just you you make the connections that you're meant to to have absolutely and one thing that definitely stood out to me in those four days was the amount of people that we met that their story was that they just up and moved to Columbia and started a business and they're just thriving and from the, from the horseshoe tour so big shout out to the horseshoe tour as well um but big also, big big shout out yeah um also the the owner of the Bohemia Beach like he was that was his story as well um, so many people that we met, they were just like, we just moved here, the Carlos from Spain, like, so that was really cool for me because that is like my dream. Like I want to live in other places and I, I am inspired when I see people just like making it happen and going and, and, um, Mel, Melly just with her son, dude, ah, killing it out there right now. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Melly, we, uh, I was able, so I have a friend that. I connected through my community in Orlando a, a couple of years back and she ended up, she's Colombian and she ended up moving to Colombia, which actually you can look forward to an episode in the future with her. Cause I would love for her to share her story on here. Um, but you know, I hadn't, I had moved to Colombia, but we were on like, I was in the city, she was at the beach. And since we were, right down the road from her we were able to reconnect and sam was able to meet her and her son and and i really got the chance to also like hear her story because i had never actually gotten the chance to like sit down and just like you know one-on-one -on -one kind of uh experience what she had gone through so that was really cool for me too because i don't think i had even had the chance to have that time of day with her either so connecting all of us and getting you guys to meet Mm. it was fun but it was muddy <laughs> oh my lord yeah there was a huge there was a huge like downpour beforehand and we had no idea and we were in like sandals and it was just like <laughs> you know I love something that you said earlier about trust and you were like you you have to just trust like we're here like I had a lot of lessons in trust on this trip trusting in myself and you and and, and lots of things right but Trusting in the jungle, trusting in the land and the earth was a major theme everywhere, everywhere that we went. And I, even like when we were on the beach, like I, I sat and felt the ocean. Like I really, really, really felt that energy there. And I loved that, um, that part of it. And I think that's like a good segue into the jungle. I don't know about yeah. you. I agree. Let's do it. So like the night before we went into the jungle, we um mm -hmm. we pulled cards 
and we we did prayer we we stretched and we did prayers for protection and the cards spoke of true protection over us like which was evident every step of the way which is such a great thing um but it also spoke of like us climbing these mountains was a hundred percent a trek of the mountain within Mm. And that we, like, I wrote this in my journal from that night, but that, like, we were going to be able to release resistance. But yeah, it was just, it was a really nice, like, omen the, the night before. And we were like, okay, like, today's the day we go into the jungle. <laughs> yeah, go. and definitely, definitely there were, you know, to give you guys a little, <clears throat> a little understanding of, like, oh, why were they so you know, why did, why did fear come up like last minute? And it was like this trek, even locals, even <laughs> Colombians, a lot of Colombians haven't even done it. A lot of Colombians have, don't even know about it. Like, it's really interesting. It's, it's a fairly new like concept, like hike. And it involves four, a four day hike, three nights in the jungle, getting to getting to the lost city which is older than Machu Picchu and they don't give you a lot of information beforehand (sighs) like I was able to you know answer like a lot of Sam's questions beforehand like luckily I've had you know experience in something similar but they still you know you you don't really know like the sleeping situation you kind of understand okay maybe we'll be in hammocks maybe we'll be in a shared space maybe there was a lot of maybes and you know we didn't know if there were going to be like snacks available and all that so we <laughs> we, did our, we did our due diligence in in preparing and we got fruit we ended so, up throwing a piece of fruit to every single person day one to get rid of the weight in our bags because we were over prepared in some ways and under prepared in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 one real big honest truth and lesson that came up day one was like the the weight of my bag, the weight of yeah. my bag that I packed for this four day hike. And I was like, whoa, like how am I going to do this? And Luckily, night one, they allowed us to empty out literally half of my bag into a black garbage bag and leave it at camp one and pick it up on the way home, which was (laughs) kind of phenomenal because they also washed our clothes and did our laundry and I was able to change into clean clothes last day, which was awesome. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we did, there was a a huge level of trust. And, you know, also, you don't know who is going to be in your group, you don't really know the setup of like, how it's going to work, they they give you a really like, basic understanding enough for you to be like, okay, I want to do this. But description and details, like a lot of it is still in the unknown. So we had to do a lot of trust. So of course, the night before we were pulling cards, and thank you for that reminder, because I had forgotten about that. And, and that is honestly the foundation for the whole trip. So thank you for hitting on that, because I forgot that we had pulled and we had gotten these answers of like protection and security and the masculine, like the masculine was very mm. much present in our trip. And uh, you know, obviously beforehand, we didn't know what that was going to entail. By the end of it, we were like, holy shit. Like, whoa, <laughs> this makes so much. It's all connected. It makes so much sense. In so many ways, right down to like us being the smallest and like the most fiery and the oldest and the youngest in our group. And like the just uh, there was so many things and everybody like meeting just 
the moment meeting Daniel and Abraham, <laughs> like, <clears throat> boom. But you're right. We yeah. started hiking without knowing what camp one was even going to be like, without having that answer. Like we just started. And can I just read one little clip from yes. my notebook? Okay. So end of day one, <laughs> the day started with anxious excitement. We have, we arrived in Machete at the beginning of the trail and met Daniel and Abraham. If you could know how loaded that sentence is. <laughs> <laughs> We got the whole rundown of how things would go and then began hiking just as the sky began to rain. We hiked up for two hours up. There was so much mud, clay, white mud, craters in the ground. Sophia and I started in sandals. What the F? literally I'll stop there but literally so as we hiked we got to like these little peaks and at each little peak there would be like these little tiendas or like stores that the indigenous people ran and and it was amazing but the very first one had rubber boots and those rubber boots made my life very much easier Mm. (laughs) you saved my life I wore them home on the airplane (laughs) The first day was really like, okay, this is how our next few days are going to be. It was, we understand now what we are preparing <laughs> for because holy cow. Every single one of us understood really quick what was going on. And every single one of us fell down on day one, I think. Yeah. Uh, Will fell like four or five times. <laughs> Guy was covered from head to toe in mud. Uh, Sophia had to take off of her shoes and literally hiked for hours with bare feet. I have mm-hmm. videos of you hiking down clay mud stairs, like with mud up to your knees. It was, and and the thing is, is like this hike was one of the hardest things that I've ever done. And I wish I was up. there. I wish I was there. I like mm, so profound, and you know something to to point out, and something that. Sam and I noticed with ourselves, and I'm so proud of us for it, right? Because we were such a reflection for so many people on this hike. Like, <clears throat> okay, now that we're in day one, we'll explain a little bit about what what did it entail. So really, it's like, think of it like you're in school. Everybody's in their classrooms, right? And then th- within lunch, you like, you eat with the whole school. So it's the whole hike is pretty much um organized in that way where you are put in a group you have your guide and you have your translator uh the translator is you know obviously translating for the whole group of what the guide is explaining we had the best guide and translator in that whole group and mind you the people and the workers throughout the whole thing were incredible but we were so blessed to be with Daniel and Abraham like words can't even express the gratitude for these guys we were like Um, calling him like grandfather by the end I mean even the people there the the indigenous kids called him abuelo like he was a very he is a very special human and yeah he was the best I mean he's been working there the longest what 35 years they this this trail okay little background about Ciudad Perdida it's Mm -hmm. over 1600 years old People have not lived there for over 800 years. 
it was only found 50 to 60 years ago. And then it was allowed to be um, a, a site for visitors for uh, 38 years ago. And Daniel's been working there for 35 years. Hmm. He has what walked the earth three times. Yeah. And the amount of trips that he has done back and forth to the lost city and his knowledge of the people and the history was so rich. He had beads that he found right in his own backyard. His home is on the trail. And his, his grandkids, you know, at the camp one, uh, his, his, what is it? Oh. His granddaughter was having a birthday. Yes. And, and we walked straight through the party and we were like, hey, hola, hola. They're like this way, this way to the bridge. And we're like, this, are you sure? You, you're assigned your group with your guide and your translator. And then every, so that, that's your group to do like your powwows. You, that is your, your group who you're like leaving in the morning with, you're arriving with, like, that's who you're responsible for. But all in all, you are during, during the, the meal times, because <clears throat> you have meals all together, uh, you are sharing space with like over a hundred people. Um, like, yeah, like with workers and and hikers, I would say like fifty because I think there was like five groups of about ten. Yeah, no, so it's, there's I people mean, the coming way... down as we're going up. Sometimes uh, Sophia and I were in the back, so we were like in other people's groups. <laughs> but even there, even then, when we fell behind, someone came out of the jungle with protection and help and care. Like that that young guide from the other group, he helped so much too. Yeah, it, it was so funny because on day one, at this point, I had just taken off my shoes and I was like, I have to go barefoot. Like my feet are literally sliding out of my hiking sandals, by the way, like I had hiking sandals and it was just so muddy and wet that my feet were sliding out and I was it was creating blisters. So I, of course, took off my shoes and kept going and they know what's coming up, right? So the guides and the translators and even the chefs, like the chefs are hiking. It's not like there's a chef at each stop and that's where they stay the whole time. No, these chefs are badasses and they're carrying on their backs all the food and they're hiking with us to the places and they're leaving they're leaving after us and they're getting before they're arriving before us to yeah. cook for us. For breakfast, sometimes lunch, waking dinner. up early and leaving before us um and even like they the i have a video of all the mules on day one all of our provisions going ahead of us and we are all like standing literally on the side of the muddiest <laughs> path ever and here come like 20 donkeys or, or mules really I'm like, oh my God, but they're like so strong and they're so sure-footed and they do this path, they like know it, you know? Yeah, so, you know, it's a really well-organized, like if you if you guys want, anybody who's listening, if you do want this like authentic, you know, raw experience, we definitely recommend. It is very raw. It is very difficult, but the way it, that they have organized it is everything, everything is very well thought out. And you know, and the you, food we was were, delicious. Even though, like, I did have incredible. lumps in the belly. I think it was more the water for me, like honestly. But um, I I managed, and I pooped in the jungle one time only. <laughs> 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 uh, so. <laughs> 
my but, gosh. You know, it was it was raw, but it was so real and we learned every step of the way and it was it was like it was four days living in the wisdom of our mother of our earth mm. and it was trusting and every single step of the way demanded an honoring of life mm. and and there were so many moments where that was just so clear whether it was like watching someone almost slip to their death or like knowing that you could <laughs> or seeing a baby in the jungle alone bathing in a pool with a wooden toy with not a single adult around because this baby knows that path better than we do mm. and i mean of course better than we do but you know like there was so many times like even looking at a tree right you see the tree with like the spanish moss on it and you see where the parts of the tree are dying and it's like honoring that that even because that tree does have to turn back into earth at some point for more trees to grow and like the jungle teaches that and i think the people that live there they're so spiritual and they live off the jungle and they know this they just know this like certainty of life and mm -hmm. death and they see yeah. the circle and i think because of the way that they survive and what survival means to us in other places in the world is very different so that that was like a huge theme and lesson during that time and it was honestly the beauty of those days it will just forever be with me yeah we're doing like we're reliving the experience and and hoping that anybody listening can you know just picture it for themselves but it's like when you're there and you're experiencing it you're in the middle of all of it words really can't describe the feeling and and the accomplishment too of just like every single step that you take like I for one at the beginning knew and this is me always putting myself in these situations of <laughs> well I know that you're not the fastest you're not the most physical apt to be able to do these things but I love those experiences I love putting myself in in these shoes and and get barefoot and get muddy and get dirty and so from the very beginning like I knew that I was going to go my pace no matter what and there were people that were like you know there's people who've never hiked in their life and this is their first hike and there's people who hike like every weekend and mm -hmm. have hiked so many trails around the world and this is just like a walk in the park you know of course they still struggle but everyone has a different pace and learning your pace from the beginning is so it's crucial exactly. honestly our conversation in the in the beginning of the hike really helped me with that because it was a reminder the whole time um I was somewhere in the middle I was like middle end <laughs> but um I knew that we were we were I was always like concerned about like, I feel like you were connected to me without being near me. And I was like, okay, I know where she is. I know where she is. I know where she is. But I knew that we were autonomous in this. And I knew that you knew, and we both respected each other, that we both had things to work through on this hike, like that we were gonna experience alone. One part where on day two, where they were like, this is the hardest two hour up that we're going to experience. So get ready, like after lunch, it's happening, right? And, um, and it was just me, like I was with the guys for a little bit and then they got ahead and I was just like alone and Abraham couldn't leave me because it was his job to make sure. Right. So he was like always 15 feet behind me. 
you know, like the whole time, like he was giving me my space and dude, I was counting, I was counting my steps. But like through that whole process, that was one of the most profound times for me as like, I felt like I was doing it, you know, like I was alone Mm. doing this and no one else was getting me there, but me, you know what I'm saying? You saying that just brought me back to that feeling. No one is going to save you. No one is going to no one is going to do the work for you. No one is going to get you to the top of that mountain but you. And something that I had to face was, and I think I wrote it somewhere, we still need to ask for help when it's needed. And like, I had to ask for help when it was needed. And I actually, could, even though I knew that I, I was strong and I, I could do this and I, I immersed myself in this experience, there were moments where my body gave out. And, and, you know, I can talk about that like soon, but I had to ask for help and, and help, you know, ask and you shall receive. And I received the help of my life. Like Mm. I could not have done this with the people that were surrounding me without the people that were surrounding me without the guides and without the translator. There was just no possible way, honestly, looking back like that, I would have made the whole thing happen just by myself. And and that's why at the end of it, I was like, yeah, Sam, yeah, because nobody really helped you the way that I had to be helped because I I absolutely, I was literally like crippled. You <laughs> Lean had, on that. Like, I honestly believe like the more that I thought about it. So, I mean, you never had problems before, but so, so what happened was Sophia's ankle and knee blew up, got really <laughs> swollen and painful and inflamed. I think that you were moving energy when you're moving energy like it was that it was going there I I don't really know but like I really think that like energetically something was happening for you there and you were swelling and it was it was hard it was hard to see you especially when we were climbing to the city and I would like dude those were not stairs they're like steps 12 1220 steps up to the top of the lost city you think you've got to the lost city and then they're like, okay, now you climb up and you're like, fuck, like we're not there yet. <laughs> or like every time you go up until you can't see anymore and you get there, you think you're there. And then there's another <laughs> whole part of climbing where you can't see anymore. <laughs> like, And I just remember turning, everybody passing us and like, so by like day three, four, they realized that me and Sophia were a little bit slower. So they would get us started from camp earlier in the morning. So they got us up 20 minutes before and like got us going earlier, but still everybody would pass us and we're climbing up. And I just, I, I turned around at one point and Sophia's like this. She's like, she, oh, pouting. But she's like pouting. She's like, how am I going to get down? <laughs> Gosh, it was, it was very intense. And not to mention the, that night before I was woken up at three in the morning with my with my cycle with my with my my bleed yes so I was on my bleed my my knee was wrapped because it was it was hurting so bad I couldn't put pressure on it my ankles were swollen like sausages if you have me on Instagram you can go through my highlights and you can actually see like how swollen my ankles were we had a million bug bites the last day we ended up getting like bed bug bites on our legs we can talk about it because I, I do want to talk about like, you know, more in detail, but there were, there were, it was brutal, you know? And so when we're, when we finally get to like day three of reaching the lost city, 
and we're hiking up and I'm just like, dude, how am I going to make it back? Like, seriously, it was genuinely a question because, okay, great. You know, a lot of the times you hike and then you get there and then you go back. But this was a four day hike total. Like all the walking that we had done at the beginning, we had to redo in order to get back. And we, it took us two full days of hiking to make it to day three and then another hour of hiking before the or like two hours of hiking before the lost city so but then we had to hike back that whole thing in less in less time which you are going downhill right you are going down the mountain this time so you get a little bit of momentum on the last day but man on the last day in like a half a day you die you hike like a day and a half sort of (laughs) Yeah, it was, pretty, it was it was interesting for sure. But thank God they had the mule option for you and Will to ride down. And thank God you didn't have to do it alone, too, honestly, because I I was like torn. I was like, I really don't want to ride the mule, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to leave you in the jungle. So the the local indigenous have mules that are available, you know, in case someone's injured. And very interestingly enough, like there were a lot of people who get injured on their left knee. Like there's something about the left knee too. Like I really want to dive a little bit deeper into that. Why? But um, I ended up deciding that I was going to take this mule back because my knee was hurting the most when I would go down because you're like, you know, you're hiking down. So that pressure on your knee was so strong for me. And so knowing that on this last day, we were we had to hike most of it down. I was like, No, I know for sure. I'm not even gonna try. So I ended up renting a mule. And was was which was actually quite it, it was an adventure in itself too. Because I mean, God, these animals are so strong. And and you know, and I'm talking to my mule like, yeah, baby, come on. Okay. Okay. You need a rest. Okay. Let's rest. And then we would go and I'd be like, okay, baby, let's go. Oh, and, and talk you know, about trust come. going down yeah. those slippery slopes with all that mud on the back of a mule is like, whoa, you know, whoosh. And, and, and really it gave me the opportunity also to really take in my surroundings because you're hiking so many things that you have to like watch out for. A lot of the times you are looking down um, you know, on your way up. So on my way down on the, on the back of the mule, I was able to actually like relax and, and look at my surroundings and really appreciate it from new eyes and kind of see the things that we saw coming up in a different perspective, Mm. uh, which was really, really cool. It's such a key point because you, you have to watch every single step. You really are looking down and then you get these moments where you look up and you're like, oh, this is where I am. And there were so many beautiful, beautiful moments that my eyes saw on that hike went from the rivers to the waterfalls to the mountains to the valleys to like everything, the sunsets and oh gosh, it was it was seriously magical. But you're looking down and then you get these moments. Um so I'm glad you got to experience mm-hmm. that. Uh, and if you guys honestly do go to our Instagrams because we do both have reels posted and pictures posted and you can see like such beautiful things. Mm, yes. Uh, one of the things I, I have my journal open, I made it a thing that at the end of every night, 
I would write in my notes. So I, I always mm-hmm. write in my journal. I'm not really like a phone note taker, uh, but obviously in the heat of the moment there, like you're not you're not going to be writing in your journal because it just adds weight so I was like writing in my phone oh my gosh I I forgot forgot about that we were both doing it yeah and remember my even guys everything my phone got messed up like I couldn't even read my screen by like day three it was it was and I was still like adamant and like sitting in bed just writing as much as I could because there was so much that I wanted to remember and one of the things one of the things I wrote was I really can't believe how strong I am sometimes it surprises me I went down the muddiest and slimiest clay made stairs you could ever go down thank you for the angels that would come out of the trees when I needed it mud so thick it's knocking down grown-ass men (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes I remember seriously Oh my gosh. Our group was seriously the best. We had such good vibes and energy. Everybody had each other's back just unspokenly. Um, and, you know, day one, Daniel was like, this is Tayrona group. So when you hear Tayrona, you come. <laughs> Basically, we leave it. So he was like, but that means we're family. For the next four days, this is Tayrona Familia. And that's really what it was. And Oh, those people are so close to my heart, even right down to the last four (laughs) on day four, when we, when we we got dropped off by the taxi and said our last goodbyes. Um, But there is something that I do want to bring up about the jungle too, that 98% of that land. So like sometimes we would come to these, so the jungle was split up in sectors. Okay. And they each had names and we would come to these posts and they would give us information about the sector it was really cool because the people that lived there were all of four different native tribes of the area and mostly the Kugi, but that was a big, that's one of the big populated tribes that still live there. And so the, the Sierra Nevada mountain range is where we hiked to the lost city and 98% of the land that we like we hiked in was indigenously protected. So, I mean, honestly, how much does that open your heart? And they're, they've opened this land to us coming in and us, again, talking about helping and serving and being served in a reciprocal manner. Like they're opening their land to us to let us see this sacred site of over 300 um, hut sites where over a thousand people lived 800 years ago. Like, the, the, you don't walk through the circles like this. Oh my God. The energy there was just, it was amazing. And then at the top, there's a shaman who still lives there and his wife met us because I remember he was in council with a man from the tribe, right? She was able to bless us. And she was this tiny woman. Oh my God. She was so cute and tiny, so sweet. And she had this very serious face. (laughs) But she tied um, a white string around each one of our wrists for a donation. And each string has a bead. And each bead has a color. And each color has a meaning. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. the meanings are things like earth and air and fire and mountains. And I got them on too, girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was truly magical to be in that land and we got to hike through these villages and see how they're living and they literally build their huts out of the jungle out of clay and straw and palms and 
all kinds of other things. And um, it was really touching because they were so spiritual. We did have a chance to like get to learn about some of their customs. And in that time, it was just the main thing, like we could talk about each thing that we learned there, but the main thing was that like, they are so spiritual that they, they are the earth. They, you know, they live off of everything that they do is off of the earth. They survive in her grace and in their knowledge and wisdom of her. And they use all the things and they make everything out of the earth. And it's so exciting. And I just like, they pray before they take shells from the beach and they pray before they take leaves from the trees and, and they just honor everything about that. And so it was really special. I don't know why when you were saying that. I relived the moment of our first shower uh, in the jungle. And again, you know, you don't <laughs> you don't know what what's included, what's not included, what to bring, what not to bring. So every it's like, okay, go it's time to shower and you better shower before the next group comes in because then everyone's going to want to shower and then you're like fighting to have a shower and and you like, can't okay. touch anywhere near the beds until you're clean. Like, you can't even go over there. Uh, to give you guys an idea, there, there are bunk beds that are just, like, together, like, one after another. And with, with mosquito netting uh, within each bed. And you're literally living all together. Like, all your things are, like, all together. Everything is Everything is all together. And the showers, you know, no towels. Uh, which I honestly like loved. I'm like, I'm here for this. But it was Dude, the so... first day. Um, oh, what was her name? She says, you didn't bring towels. It's <laughs> like, we have pillowcases. <laughs> we shared one pillowcase for like the first two showers so that we could use the second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Sam, Sam and I were just in the same and it's this little like, you know, rec this little like squared area for the shower and me and her just like completely like naked next to each other just like showering off and then drying off with the pillowcases <laughs> and my lord such an experience such by an the experience. last night we were sleeping in the same bed because neither one of us wanted to be on the top bunk that last camp there were so many frogs Ugh. so many frogs and if you know me you know I do not mess with frog. like they're just not my favorite so you could just hear like, bah, bah, bah. and see them. Oh they were my. huge. They were like they were literally like fornicating in the, in, by the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And the bugs. I mean, so I first got eaten up at, at, um, at the beach in Santa Marta because I did yoga in the morning in the sand and in 30 minutes, I got like 30 bug bites and we counted them. <laughs> And then we went into the jungle and I was so scared that we got so many different types of bug repellent. But the best one was like this black box. Everybody's like, buy the black box, <laughs> get the black box, like get the black box. And it's like this soap and it's like this wax square that you wet and you rub it all over you. And it creates literally a white film to like protect your skin. And that was the best one. By the end, like people were asking if they could borrow it for sure. And I honestly still have it. <laughs> Going through my notes of end of day one, end of day two, end of day three, end of day four, I'm so happy that I did that. I would love to share another thing that I wrote. First of all, <clears throat> it was like, thank God, thank you, God, 
for providing strong men around me. We really have such an amazing group and having Daniel, Abraham, and Angel really closes in the group really well. If it wasn't for Abe, I would not have been able to make it all the way down with the same or less amount of pain that I had already. Um, by the way, going back to the, the, the cards that we pulled and having that protection and that security and like trusting that we were going to be safe and going to have that masculine presence around us. We even, if we go back to the Bible, the names were so prominent, angel, Abraham, like it it was just, yeah. They were all guides. They were all angels for us in in that space. And and like Sam said, we didn't realize this until later, but Sam and I were, I was the youngest of the whole group and Sam was the oldest of the whole group. And we were like the glue of that group. Like we brought life to that group. We brought joy back into that group. And, we were like and, hitting them from both sides, like boom. And we were also the smallest ones there, but like had, you said, like we were bringing it all together. Yeah. And what was really special for me personally was like out of everyone that was in our group, I was the only one that spoke Spanish. And so I was actually able to connect so deeply with Daniel our guide and get to know him as a person and like you know one of the things that I wrote was because he he actually physically looks like my great-grandfather that that passed it was like I was walking alongside him Mm -hmm. and he shared a lot of his his journey with me and I felt so seen by him there were just some things that I wrote down because I wanted to remember it but there were some things that he told me that honestly are just engraved in my soul I mean I like carry that confirmation with me forever because to be seen by like a grandfather figure in in those jungles Mm -hmm. someone who's so well respected and to be looked at in the eye and be taken care of by this person was so profound like words can't even express and I can definitely attest to that for sure like that feeling um, definitely permeated to me as well. And I, I'm grateful that I was able to learn more about him through you and like you translating. But I will say that while you were talking about this, I was kind of like going through images in my mind. And I remember when we we got to camp or I don't know if it was day one or day two, but he literally put his hands on both of us and he put his hands right on our shoulders and was like, you two are the ones to be protected. And it was he did he he definitely did that i mean day one daniel held my hand for 20 minutes straight down the trail you know and i was like with it everybody was passing me and i was like and it was on me like i mean he just from from beginning to end he supported fully and he gave his heart it wasn't like he was just a guide he was part of the whole experience he was part of the jungle same with abraham he was unbelievably strong can we just can't say tell you. what he did like dude this dude yeah carried sophia for days carried her on his back through the jungle in many many places where she couldn't do it <clears throat> and one of them was from the lost city which i think was the most profound for me to experience um going down the steps mm-hmm. was hard and it was he hard with you on his back there was one time that he slipped 
and he caught himself and my heart dropped to my feet like I was literally like this is it I remember I you telling me I died, I died <laughs> in the jungle on the back of someone like the amount of strength that it took to luckily I'm like little right but but he's done this with people that are bigger like there's just so much to watch out for and it's slippery and there, a lot of the times it was raining and there was mud and there were rocks and there were rivers god that same day I saw like a grown man slip and literally almost fall to his death on this hike wearing converse <laughs> we all know who you are <laughs> but like that scared me and I like played it off and so did he but like whoa that was that was intense Abe was there for that too he was like he snatched him up Abe told the stories about how he almost lost his life saving people who were fall who fallen on the trail sometimes you look at this trail and you're like that's not a trail that's the side <laughs> of a rock <laughs> and you're go you're just walking on it like a mountain goat <laughs> I think truly this trip was that like was the center of the trip. Yeah, this was the center of the trip. It's like the middle of an of an essay. It's like the meat. Ugh. Yeah. So thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening. And the beginning was the preparation. The ending was the reflection. But this was this was it. So these are my notes from day four in my phone. But there mm -hmm. are more because like after we left the lost city we we journaled about it for four more days so there's there's a lot more there but this is what we got as we live this life with gratitude we build for the future we don't plant a tree expecting to sit under its shade we plant for the youth and our children's children to benefit as we ourselves fade we create art for others eyes and speak poems of truth for others ears we are born with gifts that are meant to be shared and when you shine your light unapologetically, those rays will time travel to light the future with pure intention. Mm. Wow. I didn't even know I wrote that. And I love it. That was a that was my reflection in my phone from day four and night four. I said the ending of day four was so introspective for me, being on the back of that mule with people I didn't know, the local who walked us the whole way. He was so nice, great guy, but I still felt alone on the mule. I felt like I got to relive all the little moments that I want to remember forever because they were so potent. By the time I got to the ending, we all slowly made our way around the table. So many emotions came up during the goodbye, chatted with Daniel by the bathrooms, and told him that this is why traveling is so beautiful, but at the same time so hard. I can't wait for the day my children meet him. I want my children to meet Daniel. For sure. I, I Then I wrote in Spanish. And every time I looked at my group, my eyes watered. Uh, we had our last Tyrona strong meet, meeting and said our goodbyes. That group photo is my favorite. Daniel looked me in the eyes and told me what he saw in me. So much to give and offer. A great mother and a friend. We all cried, but I cried the most. I love yeah. day four making it. So I ended up with Trev at the end, which was interesting because I hadn't really spoken much to him on the trip. And so me and him ended up hiking and finishing the trip together. He was definitely a cool person to do that with. And yeah. showing up and being not the last one was very exciting for me. <laughs> My little competitive nature had to come out and I was like, yes, like walking into that restaurant. But there was a lot of emotions that day and then 
it was a long ride back to Santa Marta to the office um, where we got to reflect with each other. You know, so you end where you begin, um, which is such the whole the whole experience was such like a life analogy. We're all getting to the same place. We're all in different paces, realizing what you really what you really need and what you what really is just putting on weight in your life. Why? Why are you carrying this? You know, exactly. It really was every step of the way, an analogy for life. And finishing off at the same restaurant we began at and we met all our people and now we're crying our eyes out because we're like, oh, my God, we're all going like different ways. And in, in four days we became a family. And, you know, everyone starts kind of like little by little. Next thing you know, you're left with like four people. And at the end, it was me, Sam, Ezra, and and Trevor. And we were able to reflect in the the car ride. And luckily, like the, the driver was actually able to drop us each four off at our hotels. And it was just this moment of like, we made it. Nobody will ever know what this was like other than us. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah, true. Honestly, like no one, uh, like we are bonded in this experience. And yeah. you know, when, when you were talking about like earlier, before we even went on this trip, how Colombians don't even really like go on this hike. When we told people that we were going on this hike, their first initial reaction was like, ooh, <laughs> okay, have fun. It wasn't, it wasn't promising, to be honest with you, but it was one of the most profound and rewarding experiences ever. And um, when that door, like when we got dropped off at our hotel and that door closed on the taxi, dude, my heart, that's when it hit me that it was over. And Mm. I was just like, oh. Yeah. And, and needless to say, like Sam and I had the most beautiful reflections that night at that hotel. We sat under the stars and so, so much came through. That was our moment of reflection of the whole. So everything that we're talking about now, we were like mashing into one conversation that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it, it continued. But that night was like the first day out of the hike. And we were so tired, but we could not stop talking about it. Yeah. So like Sam said, we hopped on a plane looking like we just hiked four days. And if you've ever been to Colombia, you, I hope you've recognized how posh the culture is. You don't have makeup on and your, your shoes are dirty and and your outfit doesn't match. Like they're going to be looking at you up and down. Like what the hell is this chick doing? And we were just like, we just went on a hike. We do not give a flying F. We're proud of it. Like, I remember walking down the aisle of the airplane and seeing this woman, like, bent over out her chair, just staring at my feet as my feet walked down the airplane with these muddy-ass boots on. And I was, she wasn't even noticing that I was looking at her because she was just stuck on my feet. And I'm like, I was walking with such pride in that moment I was like yes I you don't even know what these boots just did (laughs) I'm over I'm still limping I was hurt for a long time after that anyways we get to the mountains we get to our hotel who's it's this gorgeous hotel that's immersed in the mountain uh with the hot springs called Santa Rosa de Cabal right and this waterfall just feeds the hot springs coming down into these other like man-made waterfalls and the water Mm -hmm. coming off of them is hot 
Los Tamales? Is that what it was called? Yeah, Los, Los Tamales. It, that was our reju rejuvenation uh, reward after that lengthy hike. And one of the things that I wrote was just the fact that we are sitting in this room right now with a king bed and dinner served at our door after living all of that in the jungle on Thanksgiving of all days is absolutely incredible. Yes. Oh, Thanksgiving was so nice. We had dinner in our room. We, we Other nights we had dinner in the in the dining room, but that night we chose to take it quietly in our room. And we just sat at the table with our, with our journals and our food. Yeah. It was just such a deep appreciation for like what we had for our bed, for our food being delivered after like walking through the jungle not even having a towel to shower, like to dry off in the shower and now being in this like luxurious resort was so so gratifying and and it brought back so much gratitude and presence with us of just like wow we deserve this right now and again without even planning it being on Thanksgiving like easily the best Thanksgiving I've ever had in my entire life Same. for sure most meaningful for sure most meaningful yeah the conversations that we shared after that, because we, at this point, we had experienced so much together. Our relationship was just like bounded. And so by this point, we were both able to give each other exactly what we needed. And one of the things that I wrote was everything Sam and I spoke about today was needed, not just for her, but for me too. Mm. One of the things that, that came up for me was I am so happy in my relationship. And I'm so like during that trip, I was like, oh, my God, I miss him so much because really like my phone and the service and all of it, like I was like kind of disconnected. So I was updating him as I was going. But, you know, it wasn't as often as uh, usual. And one of the things that I that I had brought up to Sam was having these connections with people. But before in my youth. I thought that in order to give someone that connection, it had to be physical. And now I'm able to tap into their minds and give them that, that have that relationship with them just through the mind. And it doesn't have to be physical anymore. And the hike and that whole trip was a test for me, not to test my relationship, but to test my ability to, to connect through boundaries and and, yes. and being able to have that connection through the mind rather than the physical. And I slayed that. You talking about us being in those conversations, like being the ebb and flow of each other. Um, I was able to affirm for you that that's your nature. Like you were here for that and, and you cannot be held back from that. You hold space in a very unique, in a very sweet way but also in a very truthful, authentic way. And it's, um, it's refreshing, you know? So to keep that from anyone that you're near that, that like needs that space held or like that you're there for that is, would, be, would be a shame. And so to watch you break through that barrier and like reflect on it afterwards was so nice. It was like watching you come closer to that higher version of yourself. Mm -hmm. It felt good to know, like how I mentioned in the beginning, this was a plan where it was kind of a, it was a business agreement, but it was also like where we're connected as friends and now sisters through it. So it was moments like that, that allowed me to hold space for you too as well and to learn more about you like in those nights we talked about our pasts 
and we talked about our futures and our goals and we were able to see each other and all of that and not ever once like I'm a competitive girl you know like I I am it's kind of in my personality we don't have to get into my birth chart <laughs> I have to sometimes squelch that nature myself and like never once in your presence do I feel that way like I always feel like happy for you and what you're saying like I listen to what you're saying I feel happy for your accomplishments and your goals and like I think that's something to be said because we're talking about a lot of amazing wonderful things here but like there were definitely like shadows and challenges faced during this trip as well and yeah. that's why it was so profound you know where it's hard to get into every single nitty-gritty detail but I think that's something that you're in my life to teach me um and and I think that's a big reason why I trusted you on this trip, you know, not to mention like your acute attention to detail and love for travel that I share with you that I could trust in you that you would know. Like, I think I wrote down, like you had a clear distinction of what I wanted and, mm. to, and you didn't keep me out of that together. We were able to create that together. And that meant a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you. for that. No, thank you so much for, for saying that you have a way with words that and honestly that was something that I got to know you even better and deeper on that trip I really got to see you fully and so you just saying that and reflecting that for me now brings me back to what we experienced not only that you like I just I see you you know and I hear you and and I'm just I I, I receive it fully I really really do so thank you so much that you know what that means to me and it, it's it's like you can know someone for a day or a lifetime and they can have different effects on you you know but I think that how we said like traveling expands you the fact that we were able to travel together and hold respect and grace for each other during that time I think that was like so crucial traveling with you bonded us together in such a way because challenging myself and all the things that we just talked about me being in that space brings me closer to myself than anything else in this world that's who I am and so you were able to truly see me closest to myself you know like without this chaos without the chaos yeah and like that kind of leads into like a huge takeaway from like my whole experience like that I kind of want to just share because it's like a perfect time to say it is like Sometimes you meet a situation or an experience or a moment that meets you back with full alignment. And we had a lot of those moments on this trip. Yeah. It was very smooth. In traveling, right, you also meet moments that don't. You meet moments of challenge and, and fear and like, oh, what's going to happen now? And that shouldn't cost that much and whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, um, and one of the biggest things that I think traveling teaches us is that you bring it anyway. You bring your heart anyway. You bring your open heart. You bring your open nature. You allow yourself to shine anyway in those mm -hmm. moments, even dealing with the airlines and this and that, right? Because if you don't, you receiving anything back is already null and void. Like it's already gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like traveling in that grace of 
like really trying to stay grounded and present and aware and kind and just let your kindness shine through it all because it's only going to open the door. Yes. So good. Thank you for that reflection. Yeah. And I, yeah. I get to see you in that place and like learn from you in that way as well. So mm, you're very welcome. And Hello, I'm so happy to see you. I can't wait to see you in two weeks. And anyone who does want to plan a trip, like honestly, Sophia's like, she's on point guys. <laughs> Sophia Carolina travel is a thing and she can definitely hear you, see you and give you the trip of your dreams. Really, honestly. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in and for sticking around this full deep dive. May it have reached your hearts and you were able to experience it with us through our words and through our share and reconnecting, reliving these moments. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.